Hello, everybody. Mariner here, and welcome to Net That Hall. We are one week away, so we need our resident matchup specialist, Gabe. How are you? Fresh from a trip to Mexico. Fresh from a trip to Mexico. I'm feeling refreshed. Um, also, fresh off a stream that we were invited on a live show earlier today, and that FPL underscore penguin one. Uh, FPL Penguin here on YouTube. So go check out that that show. That was a ton of fun. We really appreciate that invite. It was a, a good chat. And it was really nice to see Mars and his team. So he, oh. he's even trolling you, man. Don't, don't start me off. But just to let you know, I've already changed my draft. There we go. <laughs> me too. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, nice to have you here again, Gabe. Uh, it's just us two this week because Nima's away getting married again. <laughs> to the same person, by the yeah, way. Yeah, to the same person. We must have. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get <laughs> let's get that one right. Don't you reckon? Anyway, <laughs> exactly. anyway, not to worry. So anyway, yes, everybody, welcome to Netball Hall. It's great to see you all again. Uh, what's going to go on this week? Well, we are going to conclude our look uh, at players, um, and we'll look at forwards and. Uh, Yes, where do we start, Gabe? It's sort of like a bit of a barren wasteland at the low prices when it comes to assets and particularly statistics. But then we're going to obviously work our way up all the way to the big guns of Kane and Haaland and that discussion. And then we're going to throw some premiums in the mix as well, just to have a look, see how they all, um, how it all washes out, really. Um, I'll tell you what also I've done as well, is I've put together a section on new players com uh, comparing the... Uh, rankings from 538.com as to all and taking the averages from all the, the leagues and trying to see just how difficult it is to adapt to the Premier League. So we'll have a look at that as well. And as always, you know, I just must give you the, uh, you know, the, the health warning of data, guys. We do not spoon feed on net that hole. Hashtag no spoon feeding here, ladies and gentlemen. So take everything into context and, you know, really think how you can challenge these numbers. Do in the comments, either during the live stream or if not, leave the comments down below, of course. Um, and, uh, and yes, um, we'll dive in. But before we do that, um, we want to remind you, of course, that... Uh, we're all on Twitter, so at FPL Mariner, we've got Gabe at FPL Lens, and now we are quite heavily active on Discord um, because um, we've we've opened up a, a Discord channel now, and it's only there for the for the haulers and super haulers. Well, that's a, that's a super trawlers, maybe I don't know, maybe not haulers, I don't know, but anyway, we'll call them super haulers. So. We'll read them out in a second. I'll let you do it, Gabe. But before we do it, we may as well say what it is. If you want to join, please do uh, join the channel. It's only a, a relatively small one, one ninety nine, one pound ninety nine a month. If you want to be a super haul of four ninety nine a month, you plow something back into the channel and help us improve even more. Um, basically, everybody's getting a lot more access to the data. They've also got access to us in both Discord and the voice channels. Um, and we do intend to provide some discounted merchandise when we can get round to it. 
So what are you waiting for, boys and girls? Come and join us. Come and join. I'm going to read the Super Haulers out, Gabe, and then you can read the others. Come and join Daddy Bot, Greenback Golf, Sarah Gatsby, FPL Robbie, and David Harrison, who are the Super Haulers. And but before we before you read my son's name out, you'll notice his name's twice because he has <laughs> he had to rechange his YouTube. So he's there. So I'm going to say Kieran Turner's there, and now off you go, Gabe. Uh, we also have Mr. Twister 242. Blonde is in there. S, uh, quote, Scotters, unquote, M. Um, Firetog. Uh, we, um, we've spoken with all these people in the Discord, and it's been, it's been nice getting to know everybody as well. FPL Teacher, of course, in the house. FPL underscore Rubber Ducky, who's in the chat as well. Um, squeak, squeak, quack, quack, and all of that. Oscar Arias, bienvenido, Oscar. Uh, Doni, Doni FPL is also in the chat. We have Mike Halpin, the Gooner. Um, we have Sean Burke, Jack Daglish, Nehal, of course, Kevin Rose, FPL underscore Saffer, who's in the who's in the chat, our our Podna, William with FPL Pepsi, Craig underscore P, and Dread uh, FPL is also a hauler. Really, really a, a pleasure uh, speaking with all of you in Discord. It, it is. I have to say, I've I've it's the first time I've really got into Discord, and uh, I'm quite enjoying it in there. I've, I've been rattling. I've been quite active in there, rattling loads of information in there and things. And so I yeah, create, I, I created that channel for matchups. So um, just yeah, for, ah, for haulers, I, I'm, I'm going to be dropping the the matchups that you see today, and then all of them for every all the 17 teams that I do. They will be dropped in there. The rough drafts will be dropped in there. And then next week, I will update them all with all the transfers and final thoughts for those teams before the season begins. Bingo. Sounds good to me. Let's say hello to a few people in this live stream as well. So we've got FPL Penguin. We've got Akib. Um, FPL Lens. Hello, Gabe. Um, Rubber Ducky. Quack, quack. Or squeak, squeak. Blue Danube guy, as usual. Kevin Rose, as we said. Who else have we got here? Uh, Thavindra Raj, as usual. Hi, mate. Uh, I'm still rattling down this list. Who else have we got? Dhoni. We've got Firetog. We've got Sea Hunt. Siva from FPL Banger. We've got a question from him later on. <laughs> Dhoni is here, as always. David's here. Hi. Nice to see you, David. Another, another, another super hauler. Well done, sir. Always very, very welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. We're all here. Shall we crack on, Gabe? We waiting with bated breath because I think we need the guy sat on the toilet. <laughs> speaking it's of the bait, philosophy of the week. The philosophy of the week. But speaking of bait, I know why Silva's here. I know why he's here. You know why he's here. I know why Silva's here. Right. <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll get into that later. But before oh, we get God. into that, uh, here is a very FPL themed uh, philosophy of the week. And it comes to us by the uh, German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. And he says, to live is to suffer. To survive is to find some meaning in the suffering. Um, and I just, I mean, I, when I read this, I, I was trawling through the these philosophy quotes. My head was about to explode. And I really felt that when I read to live is to suffer, I knew this was the quote. This was the quote for FPL. Because in about a week's time, actually in exactly, yeah, just a, a few hours shy of a week's time, we the suffering will begin. And that suffering will will change the way we think about the game. Right now, we're all, you know, that we have the preseason vibes. We all think, we all, we look at your team and you haven't changed it in like 24 hours and you're like, 
I'm going to win FPL. I think I might win FPL. Right? And then that was the first game with kids. You're like, oh shit. Then you remember who you really are. Um, so, so finding meaning in that suffering and in those disappointments is what will give you the clarity to make good decisions moving forward. So do not despair. So just to suffer. Well, I mean, you say you haven't changed your draft for about a, a couple of days. I've changed my draft twice in the last hour. <laughs> I'm full on tinker mode now. I really am. But anyway, there we go. I've even got double Spurs defense now. What's going on? It's your fault. And, and you hate Spurs. I see. I'm I'm completely reformed, like uh, Alexander <laughs> Delarge in uh, Clockwork Orange. <laughs> completely reformed. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, to live is to suffer. To survive is to find some meaning in the suffering. Welcome to Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> 22-23 season, I, I can sense many a time we can go back to that quote and remember that poor devil sat on the toilet like that. Um, Gabe, shall we crack on and let you go with these remaining three, or these three matchups? I think it's not remaining three, there's a couple more. But let's yes. get these three out of the way, because I think we'll do the last three um, in the Game Week 1 show, I understand, isn't it? The, the last two. Last two, right, OK. So, OK, so here we go. So, matchups, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Who's first? It's Arsenal. Off you go, Arsenal. my friend. London is red, white, and blue, as they say. So here's uh, Arsenal was was a really interesting study. Um, just just to, to give people a recap, I, I I created metrics for like expected data for creativity and and for shots, and that's how I'm developing that XG. So I've used those metrics that I've created along. The, I create those metrics based on the eye test. That's where everything starts for me, and, I, and then I use those to kind of come up with these um, these matchups analysis for for every team before the season. After the season starts, and there will be actual matchups, one team versus another. Um, but I'll continue to use this format. So Arsenal, from an expected data perspective, um, they are. So less than two um, XG non-penalty separates Arsenal, separated Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea uh, last season, and that that they formed a really tight second tier with Liverpool and uh, Manchester City, obviously being in, in the first tier. However, the big difference for Arsenal is that their expected goals on target non-penalty, so their post-shot XG there um, was uh, 46.58. That's more than 60 less than their expected goals non-penalty. And that drops them into a fourth tier with teams like Villa, West Ham, and United. So from an expected data perspective, it was Arsenal's finishing and, and then the quality of their shots that was really holding them back. In my opinion, that, that's what kept them out of top, of top four um, last season. So from a creativity perspective, um, this surprised me. They had they created the most chances for 90 from the center of the field. So that's 4.89 chances um, for 90, but they couldn't finish those chances. Um, so obviously they bring in Gabriel Jesus. And with his finishing, he the the thinking is if they can maintain that creativity, which is equal or, or at least it rivals Tottenham and Chelsea, and they can just polish up their finishing with Gabriel Jesus. There could be a lot of fancy goodness there. Um, the other thing from a creativity perspective is Arsenal have a really big home and away split. Um, so this is, a, this is a, their, their goals, their plus 10 goals at home. Goals, con um, uh, goals conceded. I, 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 there, I forgot to put the number in there, but I think it was 14. It's minus 14. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's plus 14. 14. 
Oh, it both conceded plus 14 away. So they concede 14 more goals away. They scored 10 more goals at home. Um, shots on target, uh, plus 32 at home. Shots on target conceded plus 31 away. So almost the exact amount like uh, difference there, which is interesting. And then shots in the box, plus 80 at home and uh, plus 71 conceded away. So really big home away split. We'll see if, um, if Arteta can kind of drill the system, I, I think, into them a little bit more where they're, that they show more consistency, where they're playing maybe that 4-3-3 that and people know their roles a little bit more and, and they don't change so much. Maybe they don't go into a shell so much when they go away or they don't overextend themselves. Um, from a shots perspective, I what I did is I compared Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, and Ketia, who are all kind of vying for that left wing spot. Um, and I, and I, I just just to show, like, I, I have Martinelli, for full disclosure, I have Martinelli in, in my team. And what this doesn't take into account is that he, he could be on penalties. He probably is on penalties, so I think that gives him the extra bump, and he's only $6 million. Um, but from a points per start, per start perspective, uh, Martinelli 4.5, Inesar 4.7, and Ketia 5 points per start. Shot accuracy, Martinelli 30.8%, ESR 57.5%, and Ketia 44.8%. And goal conversion, we have Martinelli 11.5%, um, ESR 25%, and then Ketia 17.2%. So if what Arsenal need is finishing, and Martinelli doesn't develop that finishing, if he hasn't developed it in the offseason, then I could see him being, at some point, being a rotation risk. I mean, the thing about Martinelli is that he does a lot of other things that really well, as Nima has mentioned um, in previous pods. So it's not all about the shots. This is a purely a shots analysis. Um, but I could see if, Marta, if Martinelli doesn't get more accurate shots, doesn't convert more, I could see him being subbed early or even replaced at some point. And that that is a concern for me. Um, Gabe, we've just got a bit of an, just one or two of the lads are saying there's a bit of an echo. I'm just going to check my, I'm just unsharing the screen a second. I'm just going to check my sound, see if okay. it might be my, might be the, this, my speaker coming through as well. So I don't know if you want to just check better? yours as well. Um, uh, is that any better, guys? Can you, can you, am I okay? Can you hear it okay? Can you just pop in the chat whether it's, whether it's improved any, please? Yeah, apologies for that. This has happened to me before, and I don't know if, if my mic is broken. This happened last time, but is this any better, guys? Any better? Okay. My sounds like... fine, apparently. It sounds like it might be you, mate. Yeah. Um, all right, look, we'll just have to crack, try and just crack on, I suppose. I don't think we can do an awful lot else, really. Um, so, anyway... Do you want to? Yeah. Do we need to carry on this one then? Um, I did have the tactical focus, but um, hopefully, Gravy Dave says this is better. It's fine now. Okay, good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get, get through the um, the tactical focus, and then right. then take some questions or. All right, yeah, keep going. And I'm just messing around with the with the settings at this side. Just just. I changed, the, I changed background. the setting on my end as well, so it. All right, they say it's fine now. So apologies for that. Um, somebody did mention that to us last week as well, uh, that my sound was off. So I'm glad we were able to fix it here. So just really lastly here, the tactical focus on Arsenal. Um, the, you know, they had a problem with finishing, not chance creation, as, as we said. Martinelli needs to improve. 
um, having the most chances created in the center, but only the eight most big chances. I, I find a problem when you create a lot of chances in the center, you should be creating big chances from that area. So I'd like to see that increase for Arsenal. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, and, and then Zinchenko. Will he be? I, I, I do see him playing the Cancelo role, but now with um, with the party, Thomas Partey's transgressions and Pierney's injury, I think there could be just a little bit of instability there because I don't know who's going to play that right side of of central midfield it could be Lokonga um and then Zinchenko would play left back and Shaka would play the the left uh D-mid yeah interesting I'm on Chelsea now for some reason I jumped past I have haven't I uh <laughs> hang on a minute I need to I need to I'm gonna have to mess around with the systems again let me just let me carry on I'll tell you what we're gonna do whilst we're, whilst we're just messing around with these systems game um mm -hmm. We had a we had a big nice debate on um, with FPL Penguin earlier on about Arsenal, didn't we? And in particular about the defensive assets. Uh, I know we're we're talking about attackers to the, uh, forwards today, but um, yeah, uh, the debate was Gabriel against um, against Zinchenko among others. I'm on Gabriel. Mm -hmm. You're on Zinchenko, or you were, mm -hmm. um, because I th I fancy quite quite fancy Gabriel for a for a header or two um quite early doors uh, and also we had the uh the debate about martinelli last night certainly my thread uh on martinelli um i i just can't turn him down at six million um we're about to you with that just whilst i mess around i'll and then yeah, I'll come back. so i'll talk about martinelli a little bit um i, I mean i i've struggled to take him out of my team as well six million on pens um even if he is rotation proof, one, one I believe in the player. I've, I've seen his quality. I, I do think he'll clean up his finishing. Um, the other thing is he does so much off the ball for the team as well. And he had he does do like his shot creating actions. He drives into the box and sometimes his shots create create other shots as well. Even if his shots aren't good, so I th I think Martinelli is a good player that will that will give give uh, Arteta what he needs. And but I don't I don't see Smith Rowe and and Nketiah, two players that Arsenal have invested a lot in over the years, a lot of development in. I don't see them just staying on the sideline. I, I see that I, I I think that that, that that's going to develop into a rotation, and and that concerns me a little bit. Of course, there are players you could you could jump to from that, but but I don't think. Um, I have Martinelli in my team, but I don't think he's an ab absolute lock. No, it's, it's an interesting one. I, it's just the value, I think, for me. I, I, yeah. That's where I, I just can't seem to get away from this from this thing with the value. But uh, right, anyway, um, let me get back to this page and then we're good to go. I'm back. We're back in line. We, we When it's live, guys, we do have some fun and games. Uh, but, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and adventures <laughs> right. and misadventures. Right. There we are. All right, so, so we're we're on Tottenham now. Right. Okay, this, this should be yep. good. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, my friend. We're done now. <laughs> we're on Spurs. Okay. Yeah. So um, here we go. Confronting the bias, right? Um, from an expected data perspective, uh, it's interesting that they didn't outperform their expected stats as expected. That's a lot of expected there. Um, but they were only plus 0.22 um, xG delta non penalty. Um, so they were right around their their XG, but what happened was it was it was like 
two, it was almost like two seasons for Spurs. Obviously, they, they started with Nuno Espirito Santo and Kane, I think in the first 14 game weeks, he only had two returns. So they were underperforming um, quite a bit at the beginning of the season. And then they were, at the end of the season, they were overperforming to like unsustainable levels. And where where is Spurs? I, I think Spurs is more the latter half of the season Spurs than the, than the beginning of the season. And they will outperform their stats, I, I, I think, this year. So I expect that um, to, to be like a come back to the norm. I expect Kane to start firing again. I don't think he's going to blank that many times in, in the first 14 game weeks. Uh, again, that was uh, quite unlucky, I, I think. Um, from a creativity perspective, they had the highest ratio of big chances to chances. So 27.4% of their chances were big chances, but they were mid-table for big chance conversion with only 42.3% conversion. They have to, that, that's where, and I think that was at the, more at the beginning of the season. Um, so again, the beginning of the season stats are kind of like dragging these stats down. Um, interesting, Perisic has 3.41 shot creating actions per 90. And I think that's why he's a game changer. And that's why I've recently put him in my draft like this morning after our stream with Penguin, um, where, you know, we were talking about him. So he, he went into my draft today. <laughs> um, what else we have from a shots perspective? I think they only have 56 uh, shots in the six last season. And then when, when you think of Spurs, you, they should be getting, Kane should be getting headers in there. They should be getting far post tap-ins. Um, I think that needs to improve. That that, that was less than Arsenal, West Ham, and equal to Brentford. So um, not very good. I think they, they should do better there. Um, tactical perspective, the tactical focus here is uh, they're known as a team that consistently outperforms their stats, um, but they were right in line with the stats last season. I don't think Kane will underperform like he did, though. Um, so I, I expect those stats to, to kind of change. And then the additions of Perisic and Basuma are game changers. I know some people think that that um, Poydier is going to continue to start. I see Basuma and uh, and Betancourt together um, in the long run, and, and I think that's just a formidable um, central midfield pairing. Um, and, and I think that that'll change the team. Um, and then the images I have here um, are of Perisic, and just just to show like what he brings to the team. Um, if you look at his defensive stats. So Perisic is a converted winger, and when when Conte converted him to a wing back, um, that that's when he would he would only play 45 minutes or 60 minutes or or even less or come on as a sub. And all of his defensive stats are in a really low percentile. So this graphic is from FB Ref, but if you look at the shot creating actions, 96 percentile um, from from live passes, shot creating actions from live passes, 99th percentile. And then you look at like where those um, comes from, come from, and they're almost all crosses. And in the, the one above, the uh, second from the bottom, it's um, pass types per ninety. He's in the ninety-eighth percentile for crosses with four point eight three crosses per ninety. And I, I just see those really just landing on Kane, and that's why I also have Kane in my most recent draft is because of the influence of Perisic and his shot creating actions. Yeah, Perisic is a player that, as until I, I started looking at this one, you sent it across to me. I mean, he's not a player I've really considered, but it, it might be a way for me to, to say I've, I've been struggling, and I think a lot of us are struggling with finding that extra half a million. Mm. And I think 
Perisic might be the way to do it. Doherty is definitely the way to do it if indeed he starts. And I'd love to know because I think I'd probably go that way for an extra half a million saving if indeed I could. But no, mm. I like that. I'm, I, I, you know, I've, you know, I've had Kulisevsky in my drafts. He's scared. They Spurs literally scare the living daylights out of me with those mm. home fixtures. So I have to try and get something from them. But yeah, um, yeah, that's so interesting. The, the, the one thing I didn't mention is uh, I expect Richarlison's role to be similar to Jota's when he went to Liverpool. And and I think Richarlison has experience playing in all three positions on that front line. And I think he will play all three positions on that front line. Um, right. I, the first player he'll come in for, though, is Kulusevsky. Yeah. Kulusevsky's yeah. so young. He's 22. He's going to be inconsistent. Um, and 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 Richarlison is great, has great positional awareness, and his pressure is superb. He really knows how to press the ball. So if they're looking for a goal, if they need the ball, then Richarlison's going to be in there. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I tend to agree. Okay, so that's Spurs. I've asked for some questions. If you've got any questions, guys, do get them in. If in this section, Gabe can always quickly answer them right now. Our resident coach, um, Chelsea. Um, this is an interesting one because I don't have a single Chelsea player in my draft. And a little birdie tells me that you did, and now you don't. Yes. Um, are penguins birds? Huh? It's, are penguins birds? I guess penguins are birds, right? Did penguin tell you this? No, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I know. I showed my draft me. on penguin. Yeah, you <laughs> told penguin. me you brought Ramsdale in, right? Yeah, so so I, I had Benjamin Mondi in, in goal and, and I got rid of him. I brought Ramsdale in and did a little reshuffling. And it's it's basically when it's mostly because of not because of Chelsea's performance, uh certainly against the Arsenal, it's more about uh Thomas Tuchel. And and I think since last season we've been seeing a little bit of of a slide from him tactically and just from a like human being perspective. The guy seems to be the um he, and he gets like this when when things when things get difficult, Tuchel gets gets his panties in a bundle, and and, and he starts lashing out at people. So, um, but let's get to the stats though, and the, the matchups. And for the expected stats, they performed almost exactly to their expected sets. This was quite remarkable, actually. When when I clicked through all of the stats and in all the tables we have, it was you know, obviously Chelsea finished in third, and their stats, their um, XG non-penalty, third with 65.1. Ex expected goals on target, third with 66.7. Third for goals with 76 goals. Second for expected goals conceded non-penalty with 35.06. And third for expected goals on target conceded. So the quality of the shots that they faced were even like third, um, I guess, uh, third worst shots in the league face. So um, so that, I thought that was really interesting. They, they, they are exactly who they are, I guess. But the thing about Chelsea is, again, similarly to Spurs, but reversed, they were they were excellent at the beginning of the season when they had their wing backs, when they had Chilwell and when they had Reese James on the as a wing back and not as a center back. Um, they 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 were flying. They 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 could attack different ways. They could combine through the middle, um, as we saw. I believe it was against Norwich, or they could attack the wings, like, like we saw against teams that played three at the back. So. Um, they and then then they lost those wing backs and 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 Tuchel started playing guys like Christensen despite knowing that Christensen was going to be leaving that year. I thought he made some ta poor tactical choices in terms of personnel as well. Um, so that just something to watch out for. From a creativity perspective, uh, they created 2.47 big chances for 90, which is good for fourth, but they only converted 43.6% of them which is the same as Brentford. So like mid table for their, for their big chance conversion, 
Uh, I don't know that they've added, I mean, they added Raheem Sterling. I don't see Raheem Sterling as a great finisher. I do see him as better than what they had though. So we should expect some improvement there. Um, chances created from left, right, and center. It was, um, it was, oops, that, that number is wrong. It was actually 138 from the left, 152 from the center, and 152 from the right. It should shift more to the left with uh, Chilwell healthy and and Sterling at playing on that side. So I expected them to have a more even attack than they had last season, uh, maybe even tilted more towards the left. Uh, from a shots perspective, they had the third lowest ratio of shot of shots in the six uh, to shots in the box. So which was only 10.4% of their shots in the box were shots in the six. And that's, I mean, you know, you want to say they don't have a nine. They had Lukaku, but he didn't really serve them as a nine. Uh, <laughs> but then they didn't get that penetration, basically. And, and I think that that's not just the uh, Lukaku problem. I think that was a creativity problem because they didn't have their wing backs as well. Um, but they did boast the third most shots in the box in the division. So they did have a they they got ten shots in the box for ninety, which which is really really good. Um, if they can finish up that, if they can kind of clean some things up and create a little bit more, then um, then I think they would um, or convert a little bit more, then then they could see some goodness there. Uh, tactically, uh, we mentioned the the loss of Chilwell uh, last season. Chilwell returning, so Chilwell has a twenty three point one percent goal conversion. And Sterling has a 22.8% goal conversion. This this is quite decent, you know, for for comparison. I think Sun is 25%, so it's just it's just below Sun, um, and so I, I think that's why the attack will be balanced. Um, so yeah, I think Chelsea is very much a wait and see. There's um, nobody wants to play there. Everybody wants to leave. Their on-field performances have not been good. And the responses to those on-field performances have also not been good. So they're very much just a stay away for now for me. Mm, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I, I do see, I mean, you know, I, I was been chit-chatting about the, the two and a half of them, as I've been saying, you know, with players mm -hmm. like Sterling. But yeah, I think, you know, we don't need, not at this stage, but I'll tell you what, I actually quite like the look of Sterling. I think, you know, potentially later in the season, I can possibly see myself owning Sterling for sure. Um, if I was to start with a Chelsea defender, I think Chilwell probably is where I would go, um, okay. providing he's still fit. Um, but I'm probably going to go without them um, because I just think there's better options. I think those those home games for Spurs are very tasty for clean sheets. And obviously, um, some people will go double Liverpool. Some people might try double, double City. Um, I'm not objectionable to double Arsenal, although I don't necessarily like double Arsenal defence given the Palace game, the first game. That that does concern me a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, good, good. Um, there was a, I was just seeing if there was a couple of couple of questions. There was one thing about so Doni actually just a statement really. One factor on Martinelli is his age. He's only just turned 21. Lots of improvement to come. I agree. And the Brazilian factor, you know, um, I think that's key for me. I. I said on Penguin's uh, stream earlier on, I'm very, very excited at the way they're going to partner up. Um, I mean, William... do, you remember, do you remember when uh, Milivojevic was was an option? And he, and he was a six million midfielder that played basically central midfield. Martinelli is a winger. He's going to be attacking and on pants. And at, at six million, it's, 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 even if he is a rotation risk, I, I think he's a, he's, yeah, he's he's a, a good, good price, investor. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a very, very good price. Um, 
William, do you see Arsenal becoming a B-Tech Man City? A B-Tech Man City? A student? <laughs> in terms of a forward a forward line in constant rotation, or do we still have two completely nailed attackers in Saka and Jesus? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I actually do see a rotation there because uh, Gabriel Jesus in his career has liked to pull out to the right side. And Saka, and, and so I think Gabriel Jesus and Saka will be kind of like, going in and out and interchanging but i think the left side will will the the combination on the left side will be with with the wing back and if they can get tyranny at the wing back playing playing well and healthy and zinchenko zinchenko at left defensive mid then both of them will combine with the the pacey martinelli uh, smith rowe and ketty on that left side so it's gonna be a different attacks on each side and jesus will will combine more with saka in my opinion Fair enough, fair enough. All right, should we crack on? So what we're going to do now then is we're going to have a look at these new assets. And uh, there is, uh, we've, we've got one question as well, which we can throw out in this in this group, I think. So look at these new assets. So what we got, so uh, we got, we've got uh, Undav and we've got uh, Solanke there. So how are these new assets going to take to the Premier League? Um mm. As I say, I used 538.com. I'm not sure if you've ever come across that, Gabe. It, mm -hmm. um, and it, it gives you some rankings um, for each uh, for each team, attacking and defending. So obviously what I'm using this, because I'm looking at how strong the defences are, I'm using the defensive rankings. And what I've done is I've averaged them out for each league. And uh, basically, obviously there's tons and tons of caveats, but basically how high a hurdle has someone got a leap over when they come into the Premier League um, you know, notwithstanding the fact that, you know, there's issues like obviously you might have a better, you might have better, some better service and this, that, and the other. You've, you're a year older, you've improved, you've got better coaching, this, that, and the other. So there's tons of caveats, but at the same time, I think it's quite interesting. And the first thing I'm going to say is, and I've, I've probably mentioned this before, is last year I predicted Tony to score 12 goals before the start of the season, and he did. Mm -hmm. And that was with a 66% uptick in difficulty of defence from the Championship to the Premier League. That was last season. It's now 73%. It's more difficult. So there's the thing. The first things first, coming out of the Championship as a striker now into the Premier League, according to 538, according to statistics, it's tougher. The defensives, defence side of things are getting tougher. Obviously, looking at the leagues and just running down this, so we've got the Premier League at the very, very top. Okay, then we've got the Spanish uh, uh, Primera Division, five percent more difficult, or five percent easier. Well, sorry, I should say. Easy. Then the Bundesliga, seventeen percent. Then French League Un, twenty-seven percent. Serie A, thirty-four. Portugal, Portugal League, forty-nine. Um, even. Even the Premier League's harder than the, much easier than the Champions League, according to this, because of the, the fact that there are weaker teams in those Champion League's groups. I know there's some great teams there, but look, and then English Championship. Look, you see, I'll oh, say, uh, Dutch League 64, Championship uh, 73, um, Belgian League 88 percent. 88. That's a long, long way, right? So if we're going to look at a few players, I think this is what we'll do now. So obviously, there's the obvious ones, right? So who's the obvious one? Well, we all know who the obvious one is, right? 
Can we just? Uh, I, I love that um, the Chinese oh, Super League, the, the Chinese Super League. At oh the yeah, this, that's good stat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you score ten goals in the Chinese Super League, you're going to score ten own goals in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure we're going to have anyone coming out of the Chinese Super League coming to play this, but yeah, I, I mean, look, Tevez went there. People went there. Humor me, humor me, Gabe. Humor me, please. I actually really like this. I think it gives a great context it's a great to, to leagues. And it's mm -hmm. just a general thing. I did it last year, but did it slightly differently. But yeah, the Belgian, to put it in context, that Belgian league is worse than the championship and slightly, <laughs> but it's basically the top of League One. It's worse than the Greek league, as, uh, yeah. as William F.L. Petsky Comments says. this, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's have a look at some of these players. So, okay, so Haaland, for example, 17% difficulty. Um, but, I mean, look, he, he scored 22 goals from 24 starts. So straight away, if he if he's on the pitch, any DV, if he's on the pitch longer than that, it will not take him long to be up at that number or even potentially higher and you can see if it, if it was exactly the same um 22 goals eight assists um if he had that 70 percent 17 percent drop off 18 and six with the same minutes um but if he played the full season 29 and 11 now of course it'd be probably going to be somewhere in between isn't it but at the low end his value is terrible because he's expensive and I think this is the one thing we will see with a lot of forwards today. The values are not great. They're really not. Um, now, of course, we don't see... Nobody's saying Haaland's a bad pick. He, he's going to be... at time From time to time, he's going to go completely crazy, isn't he? But you can see that you know he's got to be on the pitch. Because if he's not on the pitch, it's going to be a problem. So where are you, first of all, with this type of analysis, Gabe? And then I'll quickly rattle through the others. I want to touch on Nunes, for example, particularly. Mm -hmm. um, but where are you on all this analysis? I mean, you know me, I'm a big stat man. Um, you're probably going to throw even more caveats than I've even thought of. <laughs> I'm a big questions person. Uh, not so much so for answers, though. Um, I, I think this is, this is a perfect place to start when, you know, when, when evaluating a player um just starting with this uh matchup percent difficulty and then and then add the context from here i think there's a nice it adds a nice baseline um so if we're looking at look i one at 24 starts i don't know um i i think he if he's healthy he he will start more than 24 matches but pep you know to, to get him to city well one of the things they told him um so he wouldn't go to madrid is that at Madrid, he will have to play all the time, every single game, 90, almost every single game. At City, they have the depth where they, they could rotate him and they could keep him fresh and they could, um, and, and they say, or that's what I've read, is that's one of the reasons he, he chose City. So so I think there will be, I think the, the 18 and six is a good number to start, to start with. If he's targeting that, he's not a player to have for the entire season, no. right? It's that's right. The times, like, but you have to know what those times are first, and we don't won't know that until the community shield. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, like, you know, for the, probably for the first four or five weeks, 
he's probably going to play more. They probably needs minutes on the pitch. He's probably going to be out there. But, um, you know, I was listening to, uh, and I don't know if you've been listening to the Correspondence Week on Planet FPL. So shout out to them. If you're not mm. listening, if you're not listening or watching that, you know, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Get that some of the best content I've heard in a long, long time. It's a time. massive haul of content and God, it's super, it's so super important. Um, really get good. on there and listen to that. And, you know, one of the things everyone said, I think it was James, he said, he said, uh, and of course, you know, I think Forrester in game week five, midweek, he said, you watch Haaland rest that game. Mm-hmm. That's when the, that's when the games start to pile up, isn't it? Game mm-hmm. week five. So, but yeah, I, I mean, look, it's gonna it's gonna be a case of getting on him at the right time. You're absolutely right, but it just shows that players at a high level, price wise, have got to go some to get that value. Got to go some. Um, let's keep moving. Let's have a look at Nunes. Okay, so Nunes is coming out of the Portuguese league, which is. 49% easier mm. than the Premier League. All right. Okay. He scored 26 times and four assists. But that now equates to 13 and two. Now, of course, and I've already seen it, the drop, uh, Mr. Twister, you're absolutely right. I can put this same statement in now. The drop off could be compensated because he'll get better supply. Of course. That's entirely, entirely possible. But that just shows again just how difficult potentially it could be for a player coming out the Portuguese league to come into the Premier League and succeed straight away. Well, especially since he's not a starter. So I think and, people well, think like which was the great I, question because um, what, what was the Banger's question? It was. Um, yeah. I'm looking for it now. Um, probably Siver. How do you possibly say no to a nine million Liverpool striker playing Fulham with a 34 year old Tim Ream at centre back in game week one? Really easy if Firmino starts. Firmino's still alive. Um, he was injured <laughs> most of last season, yeah. and he's the starter. He he started that match. Uh, Darwin Nunez came in, came in at the end, and. I, the, the hype on Darwin Nunez is is unreal in my opinion. Um, most scouting reports that I've read of of his are really quite poor. Um, they say he like lucked in the goals or bumbled in the goals. I think he's there. Darwin Nunez is there to learn. I think to learn to play the the game of football. He is an imposing presence, and he'll get in there. Um, you know, when they need something on occasion, maybe Firmino will drop into the ten role, and Nunez can can yeah. move up into the nine role. These things will happen. But Bobby Firmino is the guy. He's yeah, and he brings something different to them as well, doesn't he? As well. But I, I'm just making a point, saying, you look, it could be quite difficult. That's a big, that's potentially quite a big step up. Now, of course, Klopp's seen something, and that's the reason why he's bought him. So, look, I've no problem with it. I've no problem with him. He's not for me right now. Will I own him during the season? Probably not. I think it's going to be very difficult for me to get to the players like that with all the other, with all the other players, and particularly players like Gabby Jesus and people like that kicking around. Um, but let's keep going because now I'm going to get to a player who's everyone's nemesis who come out of the championship, of course. But my goodness <laughs> me, Mitrovic, 43 goals and seven assists before him. But he's got a 73% drop off. But that still puts him at 12 and two and a value close to 20 points per million, which actually isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, 
Uh, we're going to summarize it all in a minute, but now we're dropping down in price. Now you can see how difficult potentially it is for players or for some players perhaps to come out of the championship and they are in teams which are weak. I mean, you know? so, so the, the thing, Fulham, they obviously had a historic and exciting season in the championship last season, but they're not going to have the ball that much anymore. Well, there is that. So, what are they yeah. going to do without the ball? That that's what I don't know. And we're going to learn because of because of their early fixtures and how how you know, um, I mean, scattered they are. I think we're going to learn a lot about them in the first month. And we, I think, Mitrovic will be a very popular pick at some point in the season when when the when they have when a, their a fixtures good, are easier. Yeah, when their fixtures are easier, and when we know what what Fulham like who they are, they they will not be the same team we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Ducky says, Duck off, Mitrovic. Yeah, he's not yeah. a likable person, is he? Mitrovic is not a likable person. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think there's there's one or two. There's one or two. Uh, I think people have been burnt by this gentleman in the past. Perhaps that's maybe why some of the uh, the ire is going on in the in the in the chat. But look, let's say face it, seventy three percent. So guess where I'm going next? I'm going to Belgium. Are you ready? A 5.5 million asset, okay, for Brighton with defences 20, coming out of a, a league where the defences are 20% weaker than the championship. He got 11 hauls in the Belgian league, 11. But he only hauled once in the playoffs. There was five games. He blanked four times and he scored, he scored a haul against Anderlecht. So well, the moment he got against the tougher teams, he dried up. Um, the best ranked defense in the in the Belgian league. I've got a bit more data on this because this is one I managed to do some research on. It was Club Bruges. It was only Fulham, Forest, and Bournemouth worse than that in the Premier League. So, look, he's five point five for a reason. Somebody said in the uh, in the Discord chat, he's absolutely right. But that is a great example of somebody who no doubt is on the up, no doubt is a fantastic player, but he's gonna he's gonna take time to settle down, I think. And that's why I'm gonna come on to the uh, young the you know the the younger assets that these new assets and as you see when we start looking at stats and things like that, we're gonna be moving past that price range pretty quickly, right? Yep. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, Gabe, I'm going to put the summary up now because I think this is even more interesting. You'll see I've chucked a load more players in now. So I've put Solanke in. I've put Johnson, Forrest in as well. Uh, how do we say his name? I always think this is one for you. Awoniyi? 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 Awoniyi. And I, I think the accent is on the final I. Awoniyi. Yeah, and also Skamaka, who's signed this week. So let's have a quick look at this. Obviously, I've highlighted... Um, who has the who's the easiest the easiest options coming out of, of the easiest to transition? That's the Bundesliga. Okay, um, who has the best fixture difficulty out the first uh, these new these new uh, assets? Nunes in game week one to five, and Haaland in six to ten. Who has potentially the best value on the basis of pure conversion using the leagues? Mitrovic. Um, then we go down and we look at uh, some of these other players. And we obviously talked about Undab Solanke, 
seven goals, two assists, potentially. Johnson, who has been talked up a hell of a lot, yeah. and I don't know anything about him, and I love, you know me, I, I, mean, I need to research this lad because he looks about four. He looks a kid. <laughs> but he apparently, you know, according to, uh, it was uh, it's Mark, Mark Southerns who did the correspondence on, um, he prefers him over our one E. Mm-hmm. He prefers him. Yet, uh, Awani, out of the Bundesliga, his conversion of it, or his drop-off will be less. 12 goals, potentially, because he came out of Union, Union Berlin mm-hmm. with with 15 goals, one assist, right? And Skamaka, 16 goals, and no assists out of Serie A, 11. I think that price at 7 million is just too high. I would have loved to have seen him a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking the same. Six point five Skamaka, and he's a player. Yeah. So, and, and he, he, he could become price. an option sometime this season. Yeah, I just think seven million. You know, you've got other players right, as man. well that kicking around at that price. I think he's just that that bit expensive. Johnson at Forest. Oh, do you know what? God, if it had been five point five, you know, mm. but. I don't know. Where are you with this? I mean, we're not going to spend an awful lot of time on these new assets, but just just to sum it up, where are you, where are you with where are you with this whole concept and things like that? I mean, I I think the um, the fixtures are really really dictate a wait and see mentality with these. I don't think Nunez is an option at all until until we see until he gets some starts if he can if he can displace Firmino or, or if Firmino drops into the 10 then 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 we can start considering him but at, at 9 million it's just too much I, I'm not going to punt you um at, on something so expensive Holland is obvious Holland is a he's an obvious pick um you know add captaincy to that and and the value uh will, will increase as well add um Add minutes to that if, if they are able to keep him healthy. I, I think he's a, you know, we don't even have to talk about the details. It's just uh, quite obvious. But it's a good place uh, to start, like I said. Yeah, no, definitely. No, 100%. And just to finish off, Skamaka, 16 goals from 10.8 XG. Mm-hmm. Guy can finish. Yep, guy can finish. Recently been called up to, um, he's been playing for the Italian national team. Obviously, they're, they're not going to the World Cup, so they're experimenting with some of the youngsters, and he's done well. Okay, right. So that's that section. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, the conclusion from Mr. Twister242 is avoid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether I quite agree with that. I mean, players like Haaland, obviously, I think anyone below Haaland, I think you can... I think you could probably oppose everyone. Yeah, you can find a, a way to appro- oppose every single player in that section. But I wanted to give it some context, and mm-hmm. I, I think it, hopefully it does. And maybe we'll come back to it at the end of the season. We'll see whether actually our predictions were right. Let's see what okay. happens. Um, all right, Gabe, it's time to look at forwards under six million, and look who we've got here, Mister Woodwork himself. <laughs> boom boom oh well he hit the woodwork six times last season is it six? yes Seven? yes he, he he took over the woodworkio um prize from what right whatever we will 
consequently, what we're looking for, what we're looking for. See, very late in Singapore, honestly, mate. <laughs> I'm getting rather tongue-tied. But look, I mean, what I wanted to do was always, we look at these power tables, but this is going to be quick, right? Because yeah. forwards under six under six million or six million and under five minutes, Wood, Mbumo, Broya, Edward, Armstrong, A, Southampton, right? That's it. Apart from that, nothing much there um, with respect to nailedness. Um, and in the last six games, again, Mbumo, Broya, Wood, Mateta, Edward. We can't trust. We can't trust Palace. We don't know who's going to start there. Mm-hmm. There really is not a lot now. Broya might turn up somewhere. If he turns up somewhere, he could be. A, he could all of a sudden become an asset. A, a, you know, a talking point again. Hell, he might even turn up to be an asset, to be a talking point at Chelsea. The way That's we're awesome. going. Um, but look, I mean, with all honesty, when we start looking at the performance and production of these young of these of these six million players. Mateta's there. You could argue against him. How do we, is he going to is he going to be nailed? The fixtures are awful. Geldar Leeds is interesting. Could have a breakout season at some stage. Could be, but but Bamford's back, mm-hmm. right? Then we've got Mbumo, and then nothing much really. Gale, Daka, Rondon, Wood, nothing. There's just nothing there with respect to. The statistics probably for a reason that's why they're so cheap yeah i mean i i think one thing worth mentioning is you know we, we've talked about this before I, I do believe archer is the best four or five forward um the reason is because his ownership is quite low 4.5 percent so so his price isn't likely to drop and in my opinion he's the best player just as, as a fo- footballer at, at four or five so um if um Wennings gets hurt, and when Watkins is misfiring, I think he he could see some random time, but it's more because yeah. the price won't drop. the The only player really here is Mbumo, and I think with the their early fixtures, I I, I think that money's just better invested elsewhere in, in a different position. I think if you were playing, if you were actually playing with three forwards, I think he's that that's the only he probably is the logical third pick. Yeah, I agree. If you were playing, and because Brentford's fixtures, quite honestly, apart from a little bit of a bump, are pretty good. Yeah, and he'll get he'll get the odd goal. You know, he'll get a few goals. He's not going. I can't see him tearing trees up, but I can see him getting. I can see him getting something. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against him if you were playing three up. Um, by power rank, there we go. And Boomer then leaps to the top. Daka. As well, now all of that a sudden, that could be an option at some point this season. Yeah, he's, he's a quality player, he's a good yeah. finisher. So, yeah, Dakar appears and then Breuer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, again, it's all about you know, maybe if Vardy gets another injured, no doubt his leg will fall off at some stage this, um, for a while this season. Again, you know, it always happens, he's, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant option still for that price, but we'll come on to him in a bit, in a bit, but. Yeah, ultimately, players like might be if if you were looking for a breakout player, Gabe, out of this gang, who would you actually go for? Daka. Hmm. If, if yeah, I were to guess one, Daka, one, one of these is going to break out at some point this season, it would be Daka. Yeah, I would him or Geldar for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, right, so that's that. So now let's keep going. So that's the power tables. We're not going to go in any great detail. Come, and, come across to the to the show, and if you're listening to this, come across the show and have a look um, because I want to get into the other side because I want to give a sense check this time with the predictions and look at the predictions. They have just gone completely against what I said. They like Johnson from Forest, 21.1 points between game week one and five. I was wondering whether it was drunk or not. <laughs> What do you think? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, look, Forrest I mean, might be thinking they're going to score against Newcastle. Who knows? <laughs> I, 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 don't see, I don't see Johnson averaging four points a week. No. Oh. No. It seems a bit odd to me. And Bumo, yes, I can see that. Solanke, Awanyi, Geldart, nothing much there, really. I, I oh. really find that prediction for 21 points quite hard to believe. But, hey. You know, predictions are there to be shot at, right? It's just, it's <laughs> I do it all the, the time. Can't argue with the numbers. Those are the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all these shiny new toys, and quite frankly, probably not many you would be considering unless you were looking at playing with that third striker. And to be honest with you, I'm not this year. I'm, you know, I know there's, there's some drafts I'm seeing with just one up top. I'm not sure I quite like those, but yeah, some of them just playing one up top. All right, let's get on to the main event then, really, because now we're in. Now we're starting to talk, aren't we? Because okay, uh, you know, six point five to eight. This is really where the gem might leap out. It probably already is. Um, so, who's going to netto that haul, eh, Gabe? Yeah. Is it going to be Gabby Jesus? Well, according to the on-field stats for the last six fixture, uh, six six game weeks. It was actually the person who was actually top is actually Danny Welbeck. Interestingly enough, now God no, I ain't going anywhere near Brighton. No, but to be fair, he was in quite a lot of form at that point, wasn't he? He was in form. I mean, Manchester United played him into form, didn't they? I think (laughs) that was the. I, I no, I think I think your metric is broken. No, it probably is. It broke last year when he picked Benteke out, wasn't it? Can you remember? You remember when he picked Benteke out and you all fell about laughing? But anyway, but there we go. But Jesus is second. Okay, there. So with respect to the uh, on-field stats. So third for goals, second for points per start, six for bonus points, three for any time, three for returns. It's obviously, so that, totals up production to four, which is all your on-field stats, of course. His fixture difficulty is seven, so that's not too bad. It's on the top, you know, Arsenal's fixture difficulty does take a bit of a beating because of that Palace game, because it doesn't like it, does it? But, you know, he sat there as a really, really solid pick. Obviously, that's Manchester City stats. We know that. How's that going to change? Um yeah, Werner's third, Ducky. Yeah, I, I know that. That's why I owned him and for a while. I didn't own him for long. Um, but Niketia fourth. Niketia fourth. Sorry, Mariner, there's a four-goal game that's kind of propping up his stats as well, I think. Um, that Which was, that's an anomaly. Um, so yeah, no, true. they are a little bit inflated. Also a different team, as you mentioned. Yeah, true enough, true enough. But anyway, look, stats are stats. But this is these are the numbers. Um, by the by, the uh, when now I factor in the fixture difficulty, um, and actually Firmino jumps to the top. 
Those pictures are so good. Yeah. Werner and Havertz then. Oh, my God. Havertz is an interesting discussion, but but not for me. Not now. Maybe in the future, Havertz might be a a, a discussion later in the season. Where are you on? Where are you on on Havertz, mate? I'm not thinking about Havertz at all. Not at the moment. Not at all. Or would you not even consider him at any stage during the season? No, I mean I would. Can't predict what's going to happen, Mariner. You know me. <laughs> you owned him last year, didn't you? Um, did I own? I don't remember. I think so. I, I, I mean, I, Havertz, <laughs> he, he could be an option at some point. Um, he's just like to start the season, like there's so much information we're taking in. <laughs> to to uh, consider uh, Havertz at this point, I think would just be noise. But of course, if you look at the minutes on the far side, you see Tony, number one ranked for minutes. Um, Seven million, of course. We're not quite sure what's going to happen with Brentford with respect to their attacking returns. Now Ericsson's not there, mm-hmm. um, but you know, again, his their fixed difficulty is is not too bad. But that's going to be affected by the fact Ericsson's not there. Um, but he's not an uh, an awful selection either at seven million. But quite frankly, I don't know many people who will be going anywhere near that. Now, of course, Martial's not really going to be showing much. He didn't spend many minutes. Um, I think he at that there's to me, if I was to think about players, and obviously there's still a lot can go on between now and the transfer deadline, but if you were to ask me which two players I would probably more than likely own during the season, it'll be if it as it stands, it'll be Martial and it'll be obviously Jesus is a, a complete no brainer mm. at this moment in time. What about you? If, if Ronaldo goes and it looks like Martial is going to lead that line, then I will probably downgrade Martinelli in midfield and upgrade Archer. I have some a, a little bit in the bank and upgrade Archer to, to Martial and go with the three up top. Yep. I think Martial is, potentially is a, a excellent. I mean, good God, seven million for Martial. Yeah, with Bruno and Ericsson behind him, potentially. Yeah, it could be huge. No, it's it's quite incredible, isn't it? But should we have a look, see what Hub think about all this as well? Jesus mm. top, 26.4 points. Welbeck, 23.9. They agree with me, Gabe. What's going on? Are they drunk as well as I am? They, apparently they are because they have Calvert-Lewin third with 23.1. <laughs> so, yes, they're absolutely smashed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and an injured player fifth, even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely uh, totally fourth and Jimenez fifth. So, yeah, okay. Um, I, I mean, look, I, I, I there's probably a reason why Jimenez, sorry, Jimenez, why, why Jesus is 60% plus owned. Right now, I think if, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. It will clearly drop if Martial, if if things start, if stars start to align for Martial a little bit, I think people will see an opportunity of saving a bit of money. But at the moment, I, there's not much of a discussion there, really, is there? I think the issue is how many Arsenal do you have? That's that's the thing. I mean, I can't even have my evil laugh anymore about him. <laughs> Let's let's remember remember last year when they lost to Brentford. They, I don't know. It's our oh well, you never let's know. See. I could have a bit of an evil laugh in yeah, game week. I, let's I, see. Let's see. Hard, see if it's, it's hard to see if they dare come on in game week two if they lose. 
Anyway, we want Neymar on in game week two because I want him to do his transfer trends. He's got to get them mm-hmm. back because that makes me laugh. It's, it's quite bad language, but it's perfect. It's right up my street, as you know. So, all right, then let's have a look at the uh, the uh, the top end of the forwards. And again, by on-field, last six. Okay, who's there? Well, how well, what a surprise. Harry Kane. Then Richarlison, obviously, when he was in his rich vein of form. Mm-hmm. You know, probably trying to get a move. <laughs> Mercenary, aren't they? All mercenaries. Vardy, then Vardy, then Ronaldo, and then Yotta. Now, of course, Yotta's obviously moved across into the forwards, but yeah, there we go. I think that's a player who probably, unfortunately, will no longer be in my will no longer be in my plans this year. Um, clearly injured at the moment, but all the same, I think it's very fairly straightforward. From this, I, I tell you, there's. One player who does jump out at me a little bit, and I think we'll talk about him a bit later, is Vardy. Um, points for start one, bonus points, uh, baseline bonus points two, returns two, goals ranked two. When he's on the pitch, when he's on the pitch, Vardy returns. The trouble is, how long is he going to be on the pitch for? And he'll start. He'll, he'll, I think starting with Vardy is, is perfectly reasonable. He I don't think it's bad at all. The only thing I would say is I think, you know, potentially there's there's a couple of holes in there, but there's probably a couple of blanks as well, I, I think, knowing Leicester. Um, yeah. they, they are, I think, I, I, what, uh, what did I, what did I, what term did I use earlier on on Penguins? Or was it dynamite or dog poo? Yeah, there you go. The fixtures pretty much for, for Leicester going to start with. Um, and if you sorted it by, if you put the facts of the fixture difficulty in, then Spurs leap to the top, Kane and Rich Allison. And of course, you've got the worry about Rich Allison's minutes. Mm. So really, it's only Kane at this moment in time for me at that price point. Bear in mind, of course, Haaland is not there. Why? Because there are no stats for him. So remember, if you don't see a player, it's because there are no stats. Um, the predictions... Harland, 34 points. Kane, 33 points. This is game week one to five. Vardy, 27. Ronaldo, 24. Yeah, right. Yotta, 19 or 20 points. So, yeah, there we go. Um, Kane and Harland, standout picks. Um, Vardy, an interesting option if you want to save yourself a couple of million. But going without some of these high EO players quite early on, could be a masterstroke or it could be an utter unmitigated disaster. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where you are on all this. I, I mean, you're at the moment on Kane, right? Yes. Right. Surprisingly. Did you you heard that, Haulers? Gabe is on a Spurs player. Maybe two. Shut the front Maybe. door. Maybe. Seriously. Maybe. Two. I, I might have to throw Perisic in there after seeing I'll those top creation it's, it's, it's time for a, it's time for one of the old tricks. <laughs> the chair's just collapsed. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Really? God, two of them. My goodness me, hell! What we're we gonna do? You watch. The trouble is, you know what's gonna happen if you own two of them? They're gonna bloody blank, aren't they? Yep. It'll be your fault. And then I'm gonna rant about them, and then they're gonna haul. <laughs> Life is suffering, man. Life is suffering. That'd be excellent. So let's put them all together then, and let's see who 
jumps out all. It's still Welbeck <laughs> on the middle of his face and the numbers. Can you believe it? Welbeck, top of all, the, you know, top overall on production. You know, fifth for minutes, third for assists, third for point for starts, fourth for bonus points, fourth for returns, fourth for non-pen-xg, fourth for expected goal involvement out of all forwards. I think we've lost some subscribers now. Harry Kane ever present, right? Okay, no problem. Fifth for goals, sixth for points, twelfth for bonus, fifth for returns, fourth equal fourth for expected goal involvement. Yeah, well, there we go. Then Richarlison, then Jesus, then Vardy. Werner, I know there's been some laughter in the chat about Werner, and, and rightly so in many senses. Uh, Ronaldo, Nketiah, Calvert-Lewin, Firmino, Tony. Watkins, not even been in the discussion. Hmm. Not even in the discussion. Is it right that Watkins is not in the discussion, Gabe? No, Watkins should be in the discussion. Right. He should be in the discussion for sure. Yeah. They, they, have, they have good fixtures. Um as long as they play that 4-3-3 and not, and not the the 4-4-2 that Gerard tried, um, yeah, he should he should definitely be a consideration. I wouldn't fault anybody for selecting to, for starting with Watkins. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about Kane is look at his assist numbers. His, he's usually pretty good with assists, and his, he's ranked what twenty second. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I I, I expect think... expect that to go up. Yeah. I agree. There's there's some anomalies there, but we, we've got to take a period of time to try and do this. So, you and, know, it just swaps. And then Welbeck is third for assists, but 24th for XA. That's weird. I don't quite know what's going on there, but there's something there's something there for some reason. It, it, well, it, it is correct. I can promise you it's correct. I just don't... Maybe it's the fact that all the numbers are just so close. I don't know. Who be. knows? Could be. And by power rank, so we've got Kane first, Richarlison, Firmino, then we Yotta injured, Werner, Vardy. So Kane basically jumps out as being the, if you want, a tried and tested forward for game week one. It is Harry Kane without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. However, <laughs> probably partnering with a player like uh, Jesus would be infinitely sensible. <laughs> <laughs> from my side, uh, probably just for his ownership, right? You know, I mean, Hurricane's ownership is—it's it's in the twenties, I think. No, I'm talking about Jesus, really. I, I mean, oh, even Jesus, if you were, yeah, yeah, even if sure. you were going to oppose him, you know, for me, to Jesus could be an argument to not go one up front, unless mm -hmm. you're going with him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you're doing the. Uh, the double premium in midfield, perhaps. I don't know. Right. Uh, maybe uh, Sun and KDB, perhaps, which maybe some people are going that route. Maybe if that's the case, you could go with Jesus up front on his own. Yeah, so um, I, I did make a draft like that, but then what happens if some something unforeseen in catch starts in, in a match? And, you yeah, have and then you have no forward. Yeah, but I think, you know, again, and I think this is where these... Five four one drafts start to fall fall apart a little bit, and that is you just look at that poor look what's there. There's just nothing there. Your bench will be threadbare, won't it? Yeah, I think five four one that the one needs to be a premium forward it needs to be Harry Kane. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit. I mean, I also find it a bit inflexible as well. But, but yeah, uh, 
Agreed. But yeah, anyway. And then we go all forwards in the season, and there we go. Now with a bit more details, Kane jumps to the top. That's by on-field stats. Antonio, in fact, it's, uh, it's not oh, by production. Yes, sorry, Antonio, mm-hmm. obviously for the start of the season. Uh, Tony's up there a bit higher. Jesus is still there, even over the season, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Still fairly high. Um, and then Ronaldo, then uh, then Ronaldo about sixth as well. Again, come and have a look at it. I'm just a bit mindful of time. I want to get to the questions, um, but yeah, it's always worth it's always worth putting these tables up and just having it because I think what you can do is you can pick little patterns out with these if you study them very very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, from the perspective of the haulers, all this information will be in, available in the Discord as well. So you can trundle across and and have a look. Um, Ducky's laughing about uh, Watkins in the in the chat, and uh, uh, Blue Danube Gar- Joe is saying three great fixtures first up for Villa. Um, matchup doesn't really see that Joe. To be honest, it doesn't get them as being great. But I agree with you. I don't think they're bad. Would I spend seven and a half million on Watkins? If I've got a feeling that Bailey starts, probably not. What about you, Gabe? Are you more likely go with get more likely go with Bailey? Yeah. So I mean, five million. If if he's starting, I, th- I think Bailey's the one to go. Just just less less risk. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then if we sort it out by fixtures and start to weight the fixture difficulties in, obviously Yotta's injured anyway, but Kane, then Tony, Richarlison, Firmino, usual suspects all leap to the top. So, yeah, so that that's the information on that. And very quickly, if we put all forwards in, there we go. Who's top of the hub uh, charts? Haaland, 34.1. Kane, 33.3. Vardy, 27.1. Gabby Jesus, 26.4. Very, you know, he he does appear on both metrics, doesn't he? Uh, Ronaldo's still there in Welbeck, where we could have cut them two off, perhaps, and maybe we should. Um, right, Gabe, that's the thing on the, the forwards. Now what we want to do, have we got any questions? Did you see any questions flying around on the forwards which we could answer well, right now? I just want to address Siva's question really quickly here because it's off topic and I just want to say, look, Siva says, since Gabe likes Vardy, how does he feel about young prospect Harvey Barnes? We're, we're talking forwards here, Siva, so I'm just going to keep us on track and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore your question. Uh, he knows. He knows. Siva knows. He knows your hatred of Harvey Barnes. That's like the Mares questions that I was getting on Penguin's bloody stream earlier on. Everyone knows how bad I People people know who to troll us with. (laughs) Yeah, true. But, yeah, I was going to say, here's a question. You just took it on and put it on the screen. How serious is Vardy as a prospect for the first seven or eight game weeks? I don't – it's a horrible – we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? I don't Mm -hmm. hate it. I don't hate it. It's the the latest thing people are saying on Twitter. (laughs) Is that what the kids are saying? I don't hate it. Don't hate it. I I don't know that he's – I don't know he's top of my charts with respect to who I would be looking at. I think, to be honest, Kane is, if you, I don't have him. Um, I've got Holland. So um, Kane and Holland, I think one of those, one of those two, Jesus is the template. Would you agree? 
Yeah, that, that's a template. I, I mean, I think I think Vardy is it's pointless to look at fixtures or anything like that. It, Vardy is a serious prospect if you are the type of manager to get a player like Vardy, I think. That's, yeah, not, and maybe if you're trying to find a couple of extra millions somewhere, and perhaps you've got you've got your two premiums in, you've got your two premiums sat in uh, midfield, or I mean, I've seen five, two, three. I've seen five, two, three formations. I don't like those. Um, Very inflexible, but but yeah, say say you want the two and a half premium thing, and you can't get to the ten of one of the midfielders like Sterling. You, you yeah. know, I think Vardy is a viable. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. True enough, true enough, true enough. So, okay, now we're going to have a quick look at premiums. So what I've done now is, I know it's a forward uh, show, but today it's time to just lob them all in, right? So really let's quickly, have a... Marinica, can I get to one quick question from... Yes, from Joe? So Joe, Joe, whoops, that's not... <laughs> Com. Com uh, <laughs> Bugler says, uh, Vardy and Antonio are usually fast starters, question mark. Um, what... That's that's true for for both of them. What I will say about Antonio is, so this is like um, kind of left field prediction is that he might be moved to wing back, back to wing back. I think Skamaka will eventually have that starting nine spot over Antonio. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I, again, I just think there's better. I just think there's better options than Antonio right now. Far better options right now. Maybe, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it won't be in the, again, won't be in the discussion at some stage this season. Although, like you say, you got Skamaka at half a million less. Yeah. Um, you know, who looks, and like I say, according to his, certainly his, his, um, his XG looks quite an elite finisher. I've never, I've never seen the, never seen the guy play. So mm. uh, I've no idea. But looking at his numbers, they look pretty good. Um, okay. Premiums. So, okay. So premiums, season data per 90. Right, so we've got who tops what. So, okay, let's read across. So rotation, Kane, most nailed. Expected points, Salah. Points, Salah. Value, Sun. Goals, Salah. Assists, Salah. Non-penalty XG, Salah. XA, KDB. Involvement, adding them two together. Salah. Big chances, Salah. Big chances created, KDB. Shots in the box, Salah. Shots on target, Salah. Bonus points, baseline, it is KDB. There we go. And goals? And goals. Did, oh, okay. did I say goals? Yeah, did you say Vardy? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, goals is combat. Sorry, it's I missed that. My yeah. bad game is getting very late here. Salah and Vardy combined, yeah. 0.7, uh, uh, equal equal first, 0.75 for goals per 90. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let's now take that into account and let's put their prices in and recalculate these and see what it works out as like a per million type of value. All right, let's see what happens now. Expected points. Salah, points. Salah, uh, value, Salah, um, goals, Sterling, assists, Sun, non-penalty XG, Salah and Vardy, XA, Salah, XI, expect involvement, Salah, 
Big chances, Salah. Big chances created, Vardy. <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> because <laughs> it's Odi's price, which has pulled back down. Uh, shots in the... I had to check that one. Shots in the box is Salah. Shots on target is KDB. And bonus points is Salah. Salah is the best value player in the game. It doesn't matter which way the road leads to Rome. I finally not said that word about the cat. That statement about the cat. I've not said it. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. Salah is the best asset in the game. Well done. Well played. That's it. That's as far as I can say. What do you think? Yeah. Are you in agreement there? I'll tell you what I'm quite surprised about. I thought Sun might be a bit higher. It just shows how elite his finishing is. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, and it's it's the 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 twelve million is a, I think is a problem for Sun. Um, I don't I don't think he should be more than Kane in in any world. Um, Extra point, clean sheet points. I'll tell you what, I, I swear by that when it comes to captaincy. You know, I hate captaining forwards for that reason. Sure, but, but Kane has pens and he's more nailed. So, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's um, always the same, you know, which one are you going to go for? You could argue, you could go for both. <laughs> I can't argue that, Mariner. That's too much. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my rehab process. I'm absolutely convinced. Uh, the uh, the leader of Fantasy Premier League at the end of game week one will own both of them and will have captained one of them. There we go. That's my prediction. There we go. Right. Let's have a look at the uh, the predictions for all. In fact, in fact, it should be all. Not should say forwards. That should all premiums. It should say again. Getting late at night here. I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. Salah top. Son Kane. KDB. Holland. And then Trent. Alexander Arnold, another player who is absolutely essential from my side. How many of those players have you got, Gabe, in your drafts? Three, whether we can afford many more than three, can we? Yeah, three. Um, because I'm I'm not on a premium, so uh, yeah. Salah, King, and Trent. Yeah, Salah, Harlan, Trent for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, three. So okay, so. That's the content. So now we can take a few questions. We got through that quite quickly today, which was uh, was quite nice. Um, yeah. I hope it was useful for everybody. Um, have we got some questions? We've got some questions in the. We got some questions from the uh, the haulers, haven't we? From uh, from whoops. Uh, here we go. So here we go then. Okay, first question is basically aimed at Nima, but he's not here. He's getting married again, as we know. So with the season being split into four sessions, this is from Greenback Golfer, uh, one of our uh, haulers. With the season being split into four sections, as Nima has been viewing it, thanks to the World Cup and the use of wildcards, is building early team value more important than ever, given the likelihood we won't have the budget spare that developed last year? We we've already debated this one, haven't we? A little bit. What's you go first, then I'll jump in. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm dealing with a spammer in the chat here. Um, Are you? Oh, excellent. Yeah, so. <laughs> Shall I get in there? I'm always good at things like this. You know, I have great fun. Well, I mean, yeah, look, I'll I tell you what. I'll I'll start. The go first ahead. wild card is quite often a very very good way of grow of of building your team value, but once we get to the second one. Then it's going to get quite. We could find that 
um, it tempers, it actually could temper our value somewhat, especially if we're moving away from players who we had previously built value with. Normally, you'd wait a bit longer, wouldn't you? So, uh, but team value for me, and again, as a player like, uh, I thrive on team value. I also thrive on misfortune, so I hope that bloke's been banned. Um, but anyway, um, having team values of 107 million for the last two seasons, it makes a huge difference. Can't overestimate the need to to get on the... And sometimes the timing of the wild card might be to do with to do with that. You're thinking, hang on a minute, I've I want I've got all these these targets and they're all going to rise, and I might be contemplating to go that way. What about you? Where are you with this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think team value is as important this year as it as it has been. It's not really more important, is it? I don't think so. I think what we're all trying to get to three premiums as quickly as possible with, with our team value, and that that's kind of the goal. And if we can add a half premium after that, that that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll we'll build team value with the first wild card as as usual. That's like in, in most seasons, and then I think the unlimited will just help us reset the teams given like whatever happens, whatever results from the World Cup. And then the the second wild card is that's it's like that you make your money in your first wild card, and then your second wild card that's when you go spend it. Uh, then you don't worry about team value anymore. You're you're spending it, and you're trying to get get that third premium and so on and so yeah. forth. But of course, we've got almost an extra wild card, which makes it just, just like I say, for me, you know, you see your team value after your second wild card. And of course, you've probably got rid of players who you had previous value in, rightly, because you've sold them, right? You've used the benefit of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so then you've got your third wild card quiz. You've got to then look at, try to grow it again. Interesting. It'd be yeah. an interesting way of yeah. it. So it's another little little tweak that we're going to have this this year. Um, a question from William. I'd love to hear your opinions on booking in an early transfer captaincy game. Here's one for you. Uh, I, I know the answer as well. I'm, of course, talking about Kane to Holland in game week two. And yes, I own Mo Salah. Mm. I mean, I don't think you... You can have the idea, but you can't book that transfer yet. What if if Kane gets a hat trick against Southampton? You're going to sell him for Holland. If uh, if Holland doesn't start against West Ham, you're going to sell him for Holland. So it's it's nice to have the idea. You can have certain plans, but you can't book anything. Don't book anything because you know nothing. We we know nothing right now, and we're about to learn a whole hell of a lot in game week one. So just wait till you learn something and then book it after after the lessons. That's my advice. Interesting. Uh, you know, you see, you know, I've thought about it. You know, I have. Mm-hmm. I but know. I've probably decided against it now myself. Uh, I mean, hell, I even was talking about taking a minus four just for just just carry on the way my uh, <laughs> channeling my inner hitman like I did at the end of last season. But no, <laughs> come on, Mariner, sort yourself out. Get back to playing fo- fancy football properly please right should we start looking at the other questions then so we've got uh carl valencia gabe best 4.5 million defender in the game he is thinking lewis dunk what do you reckon hmm. i don't i don't know i think not I easy say, it's not i want to say ben white Ooh, he plays yeah. right back he plays center back so yeah. he's he's pivotal They've paid a lot of money for him. He's they have great fixtures to start. 
it gives you a stake in the Arsenal defence for very cheap. I'd go mm -hmm. If he was fit, I would have said Tommy Yasu. Right. Um, but he's not fit. I think, you know, I don't know how far away he is. I, I do like Lewis Dunk. Um, I wouldn't have him and Sanchez, though. I'd only have one. Um, so if you're going Sanchez, I wouldn't go Dunk. Um, yeah, I, I tend on on is is the one four point five asset who has been in my drafts in the last week or in the last few days has been Ben White. I probably agree with you. I don't know. There's there's plenty of others. I mean, you could argue about the Leicester assets and things. They're great, but the, the fixtures aren't great to start with. You know, and now no goalkeeper. And we don't know that they're great. But, but well, all, I want to see that defense. Pretty good. The matchups, the matchups some of them. I mean, so so do Leeds matchups look yeah. good too. But it's a bad. Who my matchups? You should. You. you. I'm pulling <laughs> the teams. I pull the teams. <laughs> no, I think. Look, I, I think Ben White's not a bad shot. What about Wolves? What about the Wolves guys? Kilman nailed. Totally nailed. Mm -hmm. Not terrible fixtures. Not bad. Eight yeah. Nori or Johnny. More difficult. More difficult to predict. Pardon? Yeah. I prefer an Arsenal last side. Not a bad shout. Johnny, Eight Nori, whoever's going to start. Yeah, I think Johnny and Eight Nori, the difficulty is the rotation, whereas for me, yeah. Kilman's an obvious one. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, next one then. Is James essential, though? This is from King Harry. Is James essential, though? Let's change the change the way it's said. Will he do well? Is he going to play right wing back? Well, there's the million dollar question because every time I picked him, he played bloody centre half. <laughs> right, yeah. side, right side of centre. Um, yeah. Um, I, 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 he is the one player who, one of the players who hurt me most last season. Mm. Um, going without him at the start of the season is a worry for me, but I think I can go without him. What about you? I don't. I don't want any heavy Chelsea investment yet. I, I don't see. I don't see it in them. And and I think uh, James will play um, mostly center back to start the season against Spurs against Son. He'll be he'll be center back in, in that in that matchup against Leeds. Who knows? He could he could go wing back, but he could be held back to to deal with Leeds' pace against Leicester. Probably center back. Um, so I just I just don't like it. I don't like these conversations around them. No, no. Anyway, we've answered it. Anyway, you can wait. You, can, you don't have to like the conversation anymore because we're moving on to the next question. In fact, we've got two questions from David Harrison, another hauler, and we've got the cats decided to turn up and say hello. Um, Diaz and Gabriel, Gabriel, or Cancelo and a 4.5 defender, Gabe. He's already got a 4 million defender. Where are you going to go with this? So Ruben Can Diaz and Gabriel or Cancelo and a 4.5? Cancelo and Ben White. Next question. Can't add anything to that. <laughs> uh, again, from David. Um, we'll make a, an exception. Give him a second question. Seems as a super hauler. Is, peop is people having having problems between Sun or Kane, or is it quite easy to choose? I, I mean, we're for me. I mean, I, I the way I would answer this is very dependent on your structure. Mm -hmm. Neither of them are bad picks. I just think it's where it fits in your overall team structure as to which one you're going to go for. Or you may be super brave and go for both. 
and then maybe hit one of them out if you are, and maybe move one of them out in game week two if you want to be uh, like uh, one or two people who are thinking of taking uh, take making transfers, but probably lining themselves up a hit probably in game week three by doing that and only been able to make two moves. Mm. <laughs> Not that little mini wild card, which is often quite useful to make in, in game week three with those with those three transfers that you can make for minus four. Um, so, yeah, I'd answer that that way. Anything you want to add on that or not? You all right with that? No, all right with that. Okay. Uh, another question from Siva. Everyone seems to be on a 4-4-2 for flexibility. Is it overrated? It feels like five at the back is pretty obvious with the likes of Perisic, uh, Robertson, Trent, Cancelo, etc. I have to say I have played with 5-3-2. One of the challenges I've got with it is I, I find one four and a half million midfielder. I, I, I'm struggling with another one at this moment in time. You can argue, and again, I point you back to the to the uh, correspondence week. You know, De Silva at Brentford's by no means likely guaranteed to start early doors. Um, obviously, you've got players like um, Pereira at Fulham. Obviously, it's a fairly obvious one. I don't know it. You could go I don't, I don't hate five three two, but I don't. I think I'm a four four two. I'm more of a four four two FPL manager for some reason. I don't know sure. why. So I mean, I I, I think it's um, I, I don't think it's overrated because you get flexibility and you get the value of Nico Williams at four point You're 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 that it's a it's a free player. It costs you nothing because true. It, it's the cheapest. That, that's that the cheapest get, asset. Yeah, yeah. So it's so actually it's, in real terms, he's nothing. So it's a, it's it's free. a free asset. That's why you go four four two. Also, I mean, but you, if you if you want that that upside of, of the back five, I think you could go Andres Pereira and Leon Bailey at five point. Yeah, Liam, I, I currently have Leon Bailey first bench, um, and we'll we'll kind of see where that goes. But I, I think that's a, a. I think Leon Bailey first bench for five million. You know, you can afford him to be them to line up with two up two up top rather than the front three because he you know he probably won't start if it's two up top. Mm-hmm. But you know the the way he came off, it came off the bench against, and that's the one bit I have seen actually. I saw a bit of that uh, the game last weekend with Bailey coming off the bench. He looked really sharp. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he's an interest. I I don't know. I'm probably still siding on Neto for that half a million more. That's where I am at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean Neto as well. He's... Just that half a million more, but I mean, it depends where you are with your structure for your five three two. Because exactly. I mean, again, yeah. how much money you're going to pile into that back, right? Right. Because if you're going to go five three two, you've got to go with five solid point scorers, right? Without a shadow of a doubt, you can't mm. you can't scrimp on it. Um, William, uh, given you only need two transfers to change formation, I've also come to the conclusion that the flexibility argument is a bit overrated. <laughs> uh, we will agree to disagree, William. I think it's very important. I particularly, you know, for me, I am always the sort of player. I'm I'm that type of FPL player who I like to be able to stick or twist, and that's just me. Um, what about you, Gabe? Yeah, same. I, I, uh, well, I'll say I, I've been tempted by that five at the back and inflexible structures in the past, and and it, it I always get to a point in the season where I'm in a bind. Last season, I couldn't get to to Ronaldo easily, and I missed out when when he first came into the league. So, um, I'm I'm lending more credence to the uh, kind of flexibility argument this season to see if that if that improves uh, my OR. 
Yeah. I mean, look, it's, as, as I say, I mean, I think flexibility is a number of ways. Flexibility is that half million in the bank as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I showed you a draft earlier, didn't I? And I went, first problem, hands, cards on the table. I haven't got half a million in the bank. Got to find it. Where am I going to find it from? Um, any more questions there? Can you say any more? Um, King Harry. It was a Perisic one, wasn't there? Perisic, good asset from King Harry. Why or why not? And, and will he be one of the top scorers in game week one? Gabe, Spurs, Spurs fan? Spurs extraordinaire. FPL. That's, uh, <laughs> so Come here's why I have recently put Perisic in, in my draft after um, kind of denigrating him all, all preseason. I've, I've come full 180 on this. So he is in the 97th percentiles for goals per 90, um, 98th percentile for non-penalty goals. Yes, he has taken some penalty kicks. Um, he is 99th percentile for, for XG, 99th percentile for non-penalty XG, 99th percentile for XA. Um, he's 97th percentile for goals. Um, let's see, finding some other stats here. Um, 95th percentile for key passes. This is a compared to um, um, all um, defenders or fullbacks. Um, 94th percentile for passes into the penalty area, for crosses into the penalty area, 96th percentile. So he just, and then you look at his defensive stats. Oh, his shot creation stats, uh, 3.41 shot creating actions per 90. And most of those come from, bear with me here, um, live passes 2.87 from from live passes and crosses so he's just he just creates he's an attacker that's learned to play wing back but he's he's a provider and a creator and that's the argument for parasitch that's why i put him in my draft okay here's a here's a question is one which we need to think about just to finish us off i think this this will finish off don't he <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for giving me a really long question when it's like Half past midnight, I think, something like that. <laughs> Later than that. Oh my God, 12.40 a.m. now here in Singapore. Any value in rotating between premiums for captaincy? For example, game week one, Salah and Kane. Game week two, KDB and Haaland. Game week three, back to Kane and Son. Game week four, Salah and the City for captaincy. All the picks need to be 100% obvious I, issues, I guess. I mean, you're locking, you, you're basically assuming that nothing else you need to do in your team right not, not just need to do but there, you're also assuming that there are no emerging assets that you haven't covered that you might want to jump on to gain value or or, or that have good fixtures or or that have a, a role that you didn't expect so I, I i think maybe for later on in the season this this could be for a certain part of the season later on when we things are a little bit more predictable I think to plan this kind of stuff going into it, as as we said earlier, is it's a little I difficult. Have, and it assumes you got a lot right. This assumes yeah. you got a lot of other things right. I have thought about it though, haven't I? Because yeah, I, yeah. what did I say to you earlier in the week? I'm going to start with Son and Ken, and I'm going to transfer them both out for Holland and KDP. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you told me. I think the words were, "Chris, you're an idiot." And I thought, yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, pretty much. not to worry. We'll see. Who knows? Somebody will. I'm sure somebody will be doing it. There will be players out there who will play that game that way. I've 
guy in one of my mini leagues plays it really super aggressively like that. If it comes off, it's amazing. You know, it doesn't always yeah. come off. I mean, late late riser. That's that's how late riser plays, right? He, he, he well, I mean, maybe I don't even think late riser plays it that aggressively. I I really don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're talking about an ultra aggressive type of uh, type of scenario. Um, all right, I think that'll do us, guys. Uh, nothing else, I don't think, Gabe. I think we can bugger off. It's we're uh, we've managed to get this done at a reasonable time. What do you reckon? <laughs> Rubber Ducky says Adoni FPL thinks he can play the perfect. <laughs> we'll carry that chat on in the in the uh, voice channel oh. of the. Uh, of the Discord chat. Yeah, let's he? take that to Discord, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he's been saying he's been saying all week. Is anyone coming in the Discord chat? No. Is anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Gabe, as always. Oops. Oh, oh my God, where have you gone? There we are. As always, thank you very much, my friend. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Um, Great pleasure. And we are back. Um, well, have we confirmed when we're coming on next week? I think what we're Tuesday. We is it Tuesday? I believe so. Right. I'm usually okay. wrong about the dates and times, as you know, though, from, from our chat. So, um, I so think, I it think it's Wednesday. Is it a morning one for me? It might be Wednesday morning for me. I Correct. Wednesday morning. Feeling for you. The crack of dawn, which is not unusual if Neem's around. So we will be back with Game Week 1 matchup show on Net That Hall on, I think, Tuesday evening, UK, Wednesday morning, Singapore. Wait for the thing to drop. If you've not already hit like and subscribe, please do right now. We want to get to 2,000. I should have said it earlier. Um, we're very close to 2,000 subs now. Uh, please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Hit the bell for some notifications. And I think we're going to do some other stuff, Gabe. We're going to start doing some VODs and things as we get, as we get started. I know me and you have got to do the NetXG between now and Tuesday. By next um, week, we will we will unveil NetXG on, on the next episode. Yeah, we will also, also unveil a brand new Captaincy metric as well. Mm -hmm. a and, brand and, new Captaincy metric. And we are working on some shorts, like uh, maybe some short uh, eye, eye test analysis pieces, maybe uh, some FDRs, so, uh, so stay tuned for that. Well, I, I wear shorts all the time. You wear shorts in the desert, right? Is oh, that what you oh, mean? Shorts? Shorts. Uh, short videos. <laughs> We missed Firetalk's question. What's Fire his talk. question? Very we'll quick. Get, get it in there, Fire talk. I'm, I'm going to look for it as well because we, we absolutely did miss it. Um, apologies for that, Fire talk. Did not see it in there. No, nah, I didn't oh, see it. Oh, you know either. why? Because it came in right before all of the spam. Here it is. It's a good question. How is I'll, KDB I'll better? I'll answer him in the chat. Tell him yeah. I'll answer it. We'll answer it. I'll answer him outside. We need to. Oh, I'll just reread the question for the podcast listeners. How is yeah. KDB better XA per 90, but Salah better XA per 90, but price? Good question. Um, get an answer from Mariner in the chat, maybe in Discord. <laughs> right? It could be It could be a mistake. It was done quite late at night, but I don't think it is. But anyway, oh. there we go. Um, gentlemen, ladies, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, it is time for us to... Uh, Get the hell out of here. Gabe, see you soon. Good night, All the best, friend. guys. Take care. Bye-bye.